In a world full of opinions and anger, I think it's time we have a conversation. I'm your host, Emily, and here I'll talk about all things life, love, Jesus, marriage, and so much more. So whether you're listening or joining in, I think it's time we have that conversation. Stay tuned for episodes airing every Monday so you have someone to have a conversation with all week long. We'll see you here next time. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I guess I am going to dub this season two because I accidentally took such a long hiatus from releasing episodes. Um, I have had so much life change happen in the last couple of months. Um, And while this is not a talking blog to just go into all of that, um, I have experienced so much sadness and so much joy, so much confusion and frustration and just all these things that I thought I would come on here and talk about some of that. Um, Now, I apologize in advance. I'm probably going to have to record this in segments rather than one long swoop like I normally do because Addie decided to wake me up at 4.45 in the morning and take me on a walk to watch the sunrise. So that is where I'm recording this right now. So you may get outside noises or wind or something. Um, And then the audio might change um, whenever she finally decides to let me go back inside. And I make no apologies because my dog gets whatever she wants because she is a queen, basically. So, all of that being said, um, I wanted to, this episode, talk about um, something that my friend said, um, which is uh, when someone is so happy that basically you are choking on their happiness because it's like that overwhelming and exuberant and just all the things. Um, Now, I'm recording this um, after a series of days that I am feeling the opposite of so happy anyone could be choking on it. Um, But typically in the past couple of weeks, I have felt a joy and a peace that is so abundant um, that even I was basically choking on it, um, that like, I can't even begin to explain except, um, that it's from the Lord. Um, I mean, if you guys were around for season one, you know how much I love, 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 um, Jesus. And I'm not always good at it or perfect at it by any means. Um, not always a great example of it, but I am striving to get there. Um, and one thing, that I might do a follow-up episode on um, is being slow to anger um, and slow to speak um, and quick to listen um, and to rejoice in gladness um, of the Lord because he is good and faithful. Um, And basically like what that has looked like for me is that I've been walking through some hard and twisty stuff Um, And in the midst of all that, I have been asking Jesus to um, basically just teach me to be slow to anger and slow to speak um, and to show me joy um, unending. 
um, and mercy that's new every day. All of that is in scripture. Um, and it's something that he freely gives to us. Um, that is his gift. Um, that's who Jesus is. Um, but we don't always ask for it because as I have heard from so many of my mentors and just people as time has worn on, be careful what you pray for because God will give you opportunities to teach you into that. If you pray, be slow to anger. God's going to allow opportunities in your life to basically make you mad. So that way you have opportunities to practice your desire not to get angry so fast. If you are praying to be slow to speak and not to speak out of turn or out of emotional outbursts or anger or judgment, God is going to allow things to arise in your life that you're going to want to clap back at, that you're going to want to say something. Um, and he's going to allow those things to grow you. It's not just going to be a situation where he's going to be like, okay, like nothing has made you angry or anything at all, but like now you're slow to anger. Congratulations. Like that's not the way that the Lord works. He is a teaching man. Like Jesus came to earth to teach, to disciple. Like, like he was the good teacher. I mean, he is so many things, but he teaches. You can't be taught without opportunity. You can't be taught without lessons. You can't be taught without life circumstances um, intervening basically at every turn. And so when I started really, really praying and seeking the heart of God to be slow to anger, because that's something I've been saying for a long time, like, Oh, I wish I wasn't so angry all the time. Like I wish that, I don't know, I wouldn't just like talk so bloody much and that I wouldn't just like have something to say about everything. Like, I mean, I am very passionate and I do have an opinion about everything, but there are times that I have said things that I shouldn't have said, or I've just spoken when maybe it wasn't relevant for me to speak out loud. Um, and so when I really, really, really like honestly surrendered and started seeking the heart of the father, um, in those things, man, let me tell you, I started praying to be slow to anger, slow to speak. People are coming at me. Emily, what's your opinion on this? What do you think of this? Emily, have you seen this? Let's have a conversation about this. And I'm like, oh man, I don't think that that's a good idea. Um, and it's just stuff that I'm like, you know what? I know the father's opinion on this. Um, and I can share that, but like, I don't need my personal opinion or like my judgment or my past trauma to come in the middle of this. I just really don't. And so I've told people that like, hey, I appreciate that you value and respect me enough to ask me on this, but I just really don't think that it's my place to share it this time. Like I really don't, I apologize. Um, or I don't apologize, I guess, because I can't apologize for the fact that God's teaching me, right? So, um, you know, just not being a voice in those situations um, unless I really feel the peace of the Lord or the direction of the Lord in my words. Like there have been times where I've spoken and I'm like, where did that come from? And like, it was very clearly Jesus being like, Hey, please share this thing. And I never, just to clarify, if the Lord is speaking to me, I'm never like the Lord laid it on my heart to tell you this. Like God is speaking this to me to speak over you. Like I'm not a prophet. <laughs> I am not any type of thing. Like I love when Jesus uses me as a messenger for his work and his will, but I'm never going to like Christianese, like church shame you and basically speak judgment or condemnation over you. Like in the word of the Lord, like I'm never going to be like, Jesus told me this. 
to tell you, and by the way, now I'm passing judgment, or now I'm telling you that you're wrong, and now I'm telling you this thing. The thing is, is that I can say that, like, I can say something that God has laid on my heart for you without prefacing it, like, Jesus told me to tell you this thing, because really, we are sinful human people, and so if we're really speaking in the Lord's will, like, I don't think that I need to be like, hey, God told me to tell you this thing. And I don't think that it's fair to say that I'm speaking in like, I don't know, support of or like as the mouthpiece of um, the good, good, loving and forgiving Lord. If then I'm going to like say a bunch of things to you that are not necessarily scripture, but are really just like judgment based on very small human bias and understanding and like limited perspective, please do not (laughs) try to get in someone's face and church shame them just because you don't understand what's going on. I mean, you can definitely speak scripture and truth into them, but do not, do not start from a place of the Lord told me to tell you this thing. And then to just say a bunch of humanly earthly things, not what the veil was torn for just saying. So in the middle of all of that, that was a really divine opportunity that God gave me to not get angry. And did I succeed in not getting angry? Not really. However, I didn't respond the way that I normally would. I tried to respond in understanding and kindness for what the heart was behind this interaction um, and where it was coming from and how I could do better as a result of it. Um, and just really understanding that like, My heart isn't meant to be shared with everybody. I strive to be authentic um, and real with everybody that I encounter to be the same across the board with everyone. I haven't always done a great job with that because being sick and being a believer and um, just going through some of the stuff that I've gone through, it's hard to discern um, where being authentic crosses a line with um, just having good boundaries um, and knowing what people can um, know and support your heart. or know and um, protect your heart with you. Um, So that's still something that I'm walking through is those boundaries between like being authentic and real and knowing that like being authentic and real doesn't mean that I have to just tell everybody everything. Um, Just in the, in the, I don't know, hope or the support of transparency. But um, in those moments, um, in the moments following, I mean, I had the transmission hose on my Jeep blow up, um, because in my absence, I traded in my car and bought a Jeep. So not the smartest financial choice I've ever made, but a happy one. Um, transmission hose blew up on my brand new Jeep and the Bluetooth on my stereo is going out. And then as soon as I picked it up from having the transmission hose fixed, my windshield cracked. Um, my dog's infection is back. Her paws are currently red and swollen, and I don't know why. Um, and just all these other things. Um, found out I have to have like $8,000 of like oral surgery. Just all these things that I could be so frustrated and beaten down by or so mad about. Or just like rage about really. And God instead is giving me, or not giving me, but allowing these things. So that way I can be like, you know what? It's Okay. My windshield cracking is okay. It's under warranty. My transmission hose blowing is okay. It's under warranty. My stereo is under warranty. My dog has battled this infection for over a year and we've been beating it and we can find some holistic options. That's why we have frankincense in our medicine cabinet. That's why God blessed us with a vet that has been taking such good care for the last year and helped us beat it the first time. Like 
you know, um, there's just, there's so much opportunity to be grateful instead of angry. And, um, that's just really where I've been striving to be. And it's not been without challenge, but every time something has presented itself or I can be angry as the days go by, I'm less angry, less judgmental, less frustrated, and just more joy filled and grateful that like I get to choose every time one of those encounters comes up I get to choose whether I respond in anger or frustration and I get to choose to respond in joy or peace or gladness instead how amazing is that how amazing is it that God's mercy is so new every single day that we get a choice on how we respond if we respond in anger if we respond in gladness and understanding like what an incredible opportunity um and that's really just trying like me trying to remain focused in that and I'm reminding myself as I talk and so in the last like couple of months my friends and my family have said like Emily I have seen you more joy filled than I have in such a long time and I have felt that in my heart like I am getting up in the morning and I'm doing my devotional by Ness Cannon like talking about how I'm not in charge of so many things like my sickness and the circumstances of life, but I can be in charge of the way that I respond and the way that I seek God. And I've been doing scripture reading on that and binge watching the chosen, um, and not watching any TV besides those episodes of the chosen whenever they came out. And I watched them once. I didn't watch them like a million times. I might watch them again, but I'm not watching TV. I'm not consuming, um, music, basically this like day and age I've really been just on my like um hangs with Jesus playlist like eternally um and worship nights and everything like that I have been at church I have been listening to my godly podcasts and my podcasts that are teaching me and growing me and um been seeking the hearts of my friends um and my mentors that are gonna always point me back to Jesus um and really striving for a relationship with my sisters um, and my people and like letting my people know that, hey, like I am, I'm here for you, like authentically, like I want to be more generous with my time and my words and my giving and um, just really trying to seek that in every corner of my life and all of these things to be said, like starting my day in those devotionals and in scripture and writing down my gratitudes and journaling to Jesus and um, keeping track of my symptoms for health and just like doing the things that I know help me feel better physically. But then these things that are helping me feel better emotionally and spiritually, like it's game changing you guys, like find the things that set your heart on fire for Jesus. If that's devotionals or books or whatever, like I'm reading so much and I'm learning so much about the world and about other people and about myself and about my good, good Jesus. And so, yeah, it's just, um, it's just been such a season of like change and growth. Um, and it's by no means anywhere close to over, but I have been so like happy to see myself not get angry and to see Jesus come like closer to me instead of my anger bursting out of me. Um, and to just not live in hostility. Like I'm not even swearing anymore. If you guys know me, like I accidentally swear a lot. Um, like one of my less cute qualities um I swear like a like truck driver or at least I used to um and I gave it up once in college um whenever I became a middle school pastor (laughs) 
Um, and I gave it up for a while and then I got sick and life got in the way. And the only way for me to deal with those feelings, I thought, was to swear to try to like release that, um, like neuro response in your brain. Cause actually fun fact, swearing does actually, um, release like, what is it? Serotonin, dopamine in your brain, something basically that like calms you down and makes you a little bit happier. I don't know why it's like a, it's just, it's a neurological thing that like, I do not make this up. I read enough books on neuroscience. I know this. However, you know what releases more of those things in your brain? The Lord. And not feeling guilty for like just like saying a bunch of words that are not maybe meant to come out of your mouth in the direction of anybody else. So um gave that up and my friends were like, oh my gosh, Emily, you're literally so happy. I'm choking on it. Like it's like filling up this car and I literally like can't swallow anything except your joy. I'm literally choking on it. And like, what a compliment. <laughs> what a compliment, um, to literally be exuding so much joy of the Lord that like someone is like, Oh my gosh, I'm, li- I literally feel like I'm eating your feelings, but in the best way, because as an empath, like I eat people's feelings all the time and it is not typically awesome. Let me tell you, like it's heavy and sometimes it does not go down great. And like, it's rough, but to be so joyful that someone's like, man, all I'm doing is like, swallowing your joy and like I can't help but smile because I'm literally like choking on your happiness like that's how much of it is coming out of you like whoa so cool like that is the gospel going forward you know and that's what I want to be like I just want to be so much joy and so much light even amidst trial or hardship or pain um and again I'm not always great at it and it's not like wow in the last two months I've learned so much that now I'm never gonna be angry again I'm never gonna struggle with swearing again I'm never gonna struggle with being slow to speak again, I am, but I am equipping myself with tools and with, um, like memory and habit, like habit, what habit forming, like neurological, um, train tracks in my mind to not respond the way that I used to and to respond better every single time, just the same way that we form bad habits. You can form and undo those habits and you can form new habits. Like how amazing. Yay for neuroplasticity, you guys. Even me and my TBI damaged brain is neuroplastic enough to be in charge of your emotions and your response. Okay. Like we do not have to be governed by the laws of this side of the veil. Like this side of heaven does not get the last word if we say it doesn't. How amazing. So anyway, in light of that, um, I also just want to say that if you're in a season like the last three days have been for me, um, and really the last like, couple months, well, for a long time has been for me. If you're the person that's choking on someone else's happiness, but you mean it in that way, that's like, ew, you're literally making me want to like throw up because you're so happy and I'm not in that happy place. Um, I guess just what I want to say to you is that, um, if someone is like succeeding or being like, I don't know, joy filled or like in a great place in their life and you're not and your response is like jealousy or frustration or avoidance or like kind of to bring them down to your level or to be upset that they're in that place man God is really trying to teach you something there because the thing is is that when we are in hardship and we are in pain and we are suffering and we're struggling God is showing us joy and success and um, prosperity in other people to remind us that it can come for us too. That like 
he can create and manifest those things in anybody. And he's putting those people in our lives to remind us that it is coming back around for us if we so choose and if we allow him to work. And he's also doing it, I would assume, to humble us, okay? Like, it is not always about us. We are, I mean, the gospel says, in this world, you will have trouble. Like, those who follow the Lord will be persecuted and judged. And, like, we will have a hard time. We're not going to make friends with everybody because the law of the Lord is not rational or, like, normal as far as what the law of the land is and what we've made it to be, right? So, someone else's joy might be annoying or confusing to you or you might be like wow they have the best luck why do I have the worst luck the thing is is it's not about you you should be lifting up your friends and your family and whoever it is in your life even if it's a stranger just having a really great day right like maybe the person in front of you at Starbucks realizes that the person in front of them paid for their coffee but then they didn't pay for yours maybe they're hard strapped for cash but they also really needed coffee to be able to get through the day and that was what it was available to them and so in that moment god was showing them a blessing and it wasn't about you it wasn't about if they turned around to pay for your coffee it was about the fact that at the end of the day they really didn't have money for the coffee but they thought that they needed it and god was showing them favor and opportunity and blessing and kindness and it wasn't freaking about you it wasn't about you getting your coffee paid for maybe it just wasn't I don't know, you know, and so I just hope that like if you're in a dark season and your friends are like thriving around you, that you can find that as encouragement and you can find that as like, man, I know that goodness is coming back for me rather than like, I can't believe that everyone else is succeeding and I am not. Because the thing is, is that you will succeed and you have succeeded before. And just because someone is either like really lucky on the side of heaven or living in such prosperity and favor of the Lord that like they're happy or like making the best of a situation, or maybe they're really only just sharing the good parts of their life with you. Um, Maybe they're not sharing the hard parts or maybe like they just aren't ready to talk about those out loud or whatever. Like they're sharing their life, like the highlight reel on Instagram. Um, Maybe, maybe they're just not ready to share that with you. And so if you're thinking like, oh, how unfair, like all their photos are beautiful and perfect. And my life is hard and sad. And I've been wearing the same sweatshirt for a week. Like if I'm talking about myself, like who knows? Um, but it's just like, you guys like look past the surface level of like their life is great. And my life is not. And try to support and be happy for them because when you are in that joy filled place and someone is choking on your happiness and not the other way around, don't you want them supporting you and cheering you on and being joy filled for you? Like if someone has found love, but you haven't yet, cheer them on that like love can be coming for you too um and maybe you can learn something from their love on the way to finding your own or if someone is in financial prosperity maybe you can learn how to manage your money better to follow suit like you just really don't know what god's trying to teach you in someone else's success so allow him to work and in those dark seasons allow him to show you that he is near and he draws close to the brokenhearted and he is the comforter and the provider and the healer like Jehovah Jireh like he is enough so just allow him to fill all of those spaces quit asking for anything else except him like he is everything you guys and so yeah I just like wanted to um kind of like speak into that about like what it looks like being taught and having joy um 
in Jesus, if you allow him to, like it can look like a lot of lessons and hardship, but it can look like so much joy or it could look like someone else's joy, which gives you an opportunity to be mad or frustrated or jealous. And, um, really just trying to like sit basically like in your feelings, but with Jesus. So that way you can be like, why do I feel this way? Jesus, can you teach me how to respond differently? Or can you show me why these feelings are coming up and like what I can do to navigate them? Like, how can I better support like this emotional climate? Like, please tell me, um, there's just, there's just so much opportunity in every instance, um, to seek the gospel and allow it to run forward. Um, and yeah, anyway, um, that's kind of what I have for you. I hope that that made sense. Um, I am still walking Addy in circles. Um, and I think we're finally about to go inside and try to find a heating pad because that's where we're at this morning but um yeah you guys it's just um it's just amidst um the hard couple of days that I've had Jesus has drawn so close to me um and the hard couple of months and the hard couple of years like I have known Jesus in this wilderness in this desert place more intimately than I could have ever known him on the mountaintop just because you're on the mountaintop and you're closer to heaven like what is that? Latitudinally speaking, longitudinally speaking, whatever, like height wise, doesn't mean that you're closer to heaven connection wise. And it's oftentimes in the wilderness, like in the desert, in the forest, in the valley, like whatever it looks like for you, whether it's just barren and dry where it is thick and confusing and you're lost, whatever it is, it's so much easier to be closer to Jesus there than it is on the mountaintop. And maybe that's why you're still in the wilderness is because you just keep turning around expecting someone to pop up with directions and Jesus is just like sitting on a pillow like waiting for you to realize that he is like the map of life. I don't know. Um, Maybe you were on the mountaintop and he allowed something to boot you off of it because you got self-righteous up there. I don't know. I really don't know. I've definitely been there before um, on the mountaintop in both goodness and in self-righteousness because I'm human and I make mistakes. Um, But yeah, so anyway, um, I just want you to consider that. So um, I love you guys. I hope that you're finding joy um, in the little things, in what God is doing in yourself. Um, And I would love to be praying for you. Um, I would love to just know what's going on. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening to my Ted talk, I guess. Um, I love you guys stay faithful. Um, keep smiling.